Howdy, 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 hey. Welcome, Welcome to the, the Texans, Texans Take. All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with a little bit of wine. Nice, cool evening. Yeah, it is cool, isn't it? Well, it is. It was hot when I got here, so. Yeah. Went to a, went to Walmart and got some, some necessities. Well, things I were told were necessities. Things that you were told, like crackers? No, no. Uh, oh, dead gummit. What? I just I, I so I you have forgot this, something. I did. List. I crackers. Oddly enough, crackers is something I forgot. Well, don't know. You no, you don't get a. An yeah, I do. No, you don't. I do too. Because you didn't like call me at the grocery store and go, "Hey, I have a feeling you need." Crackers. No, my job is to let you know after the fact, after <laughs> yeah. you've already forgotten it, and after it's far too late to go get crackers. Yeah. that you needed crackers. Yeah, you're like a blister. You just show up after the work is done. I That's see. right. That's right. That's right. No, I I have this. Uh, what most people might consider gross, but don't knock it until you've tried it because it's actually pretty darn good. Um. And yeah, you siblings. Might. No, I've tried siblings. They don't. They don't <laughs> taste that well. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, so you put you take like the the Ritz crackers. Like, oh yeah, you know, like the, the the normal like flavorful. Mm -hmm. I call them salad crackers. I don't know. What okay, the, uh, clubhouse. You know the clubhouse yeah, yeah, crackers. Yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, those yeah, yeah. Things. So you take the clubhouse crackers, right? Please. And then you take some peanut butter. Okay, okay? good. Yes. And you put the peanut butter. On the clubhouse cracker. Yes. Are you with me so yes. far? Yes. You're not wait. gonna like the next part. No, don't stop there. And Just then you take stop. Stop. Don't even. Do you know what I'm gonna say? No, I don't want to know. I and like you do. You I do. like where you're you going. Do. Ritz crackers and peanut, peanut butter. Is good. And a salad pickle. No. It tastes amazing. Don't. It's so good. It is don't. so good. You need to at least try it no. before you knock it. It's actually. I will try it. You need to at least. I'll I'll, I'll bring some. We'll, we'll have it. I'll, I'll try you it. You just have to try one. I'll try it. Because that's. I was. I felt no just like you. promises. And I had somebody make me try it. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. This sounds. This actually sounds disgusting. My um, future. Not my future wife, but you the future the future of my wife uh, is cringing right now. Yeah, yeah. She in a day or two, day and a half, she's gonna listen to this podcast and she's gonna go no and then I'm gonna yeah. get to hear about it. Yeah, well thank you, President Brig, for <laughs> ruining future Stewart's future. It's okay, and then I'm gonna do it again when I make you try it. So Wait, there's that. I said no. It's thank you, present day Brig, for ruining future Stewart's present. Right, right, exactly. Ah, yeah. So, so yeah, and then I'm gonna ruin it again when you try it. But it's actually not that bad. So I felt the same way, and then I had somebody talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. It's not. It doesn't even sound good, man. And he's like, look, I'm gonna go to lunch real quick. I'm gonna buy the stuff while I'm out, and I'll just bring it back. And you have to use. I did find out you have to use the the you know the the um, dill pickles but the ones that are cut like sandwich pickles yeah and then you cut those in half oh use those anyway okay. so yeah and, and he brought it and he cut them all up and he made and he made one for everybody and it was like oh. you know it's it's honestly not the worst thing i've ever had in my life now, if you had said like ritz crackers it's sour uh cream cheese and the dill pickle now you're talking yeah, yeah, I can see that. Or maybe just that. cheese. But it's it's interesting how... Now, what's funny is I've also tried this same guy. A little charcuterie, put a little sausage slice on there. This same Whoa. guy had me try something else previous. Yeah. And I'm... Like, what? if I was starving and I needed food, I would eat it. Oh. But it would not be something I would just go to the store, get these 
three ingredients and go, yep, that's what I want. But he also, not in the same week. This was like, these were months apart that he had me try these things. Uh And mind you, he had me try the peanut butter crackers second. So I was even more leery about trying the the peanut butter and and, um, pickle crackers. No, no, no. He brought in uh, bread. So you start with bread. Okay. Then you uh, put this some. Is not a bad. Start. Yeah, it's not a bad start. Wait, well, wait for it. Start. So wait. then, then you put the peanut butter on the bread. Right? Whoa, I, I know where this is going. I'm liking this. Wait. You, no, you're not. And and then you please put say jelly. Just Duke's say mayonnaise. Jelly. No. <laughs> and then another piece of bread. Um, ah, why did I come here tonight? <laughs> no. Yeah. Briggs, yeah. stop. I tried it. it. It was it was not like the worst Dude. thing. I've, it's not like it was vomit. It wasn't the Dude. worst thing I've ever had, but you know, not that I've had vomit. That wow, that is bad. just gr- well. We've <sighs> so all tried. We've all tried vomit, but yeah. usually it's on the way out. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's. It wasn't the worst thing. But anyway, so I, I had already tried his concoction of that first, which made it very hard for Difficult me. Difficult to, to try the pickle. Right. And so I and I was what ultimately very surprised. Take good things he, and peanut butter. Well, no, I mean, mix st- them story together. is he was raised very poor, so they had and what then, they had. Oh. And so he was kind of forced to make make do. And he ended up liking some of this stuff because I mean it is the cheaper items in the store. And so it was like, you know, this is this is something that, you know you have to do sometimes just to survive. He said there were times growing up where he just, this is the food version of Stockholm syndrome. I mean, it really is. It really is. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't, you know, the, the, the pickles and, and peanut butter and crackers, it wasn't horrible. It was, it was actually not bad. And I think it's because they counterbalance each other because you have the peanut butter, which is a little bit sweet. And then you have the, the, um, the, the cracker and the, pickle that are just a little bit salty and so you have that combo going fair you know brig i will continue praying for you my man i mean every, i know that you every, need it everyone should at this point. <laughs> now it's been several years uh, you also gotta think of, this is like circa 2018 that i tried this but um you know it's uh it's still you know it, it, i i think it reigns true that it was not hateful okay it just wasn't the best thing i've ever had i mean i'll still take a cherry cream cheese pie over that Thank you. Me too. Me too. Cherry cream cheese pie. Good choice. Yeah. German chocolate cake. I could do that Whoa, too. Yeah. 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 I'm, hey, I'm what did you think of the? What did you think sweets. of the cakey cake? <sighs> I didn't have any. What? No. Why? Yeah. Brig. I was. So I know. Good. I know. Uh, was it gluten free by any chance? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's There's a reason that it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. I was. Um, uh, I was kind of trying to limit gluten as much as possible that evening, okay. and I chose beer over the cake. That's a true story. Good. Good. Fair. Okay. All so right. um, more for me. I I chose only to have one. I knew there was okay. going to be cake present. I said, "Look, I know they probably did not bring gluten free beer, so I'm going to have to drink." And I was, Man, I was, know what got I was on the way, and I thought about grabbing some, but I was like, ah, "I really don't have time. I'm just going to stay there for a little while, and yeah, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be too too late." So I just drove out there, and I I figured I'd face the consequences afterwards. Ooh. So. Uh, but I figured I would limit the consequences as much as possible because that does work. If you only in, intake a little bit, you only get a little sure, bit of the consequences. Sure, sure. I mean, if I was to eat cake and beer and, you know, some of the other stuff, I'd probably 
we've had the consequences for days, but you know. Boy. But yeah, I'm uh twenty-eight now, oi. So what was it like being twenty-eight, Brig? Tell um, me the struggle. I mean, yeah, it was it was um Honestly it feels a lot like twenty seven. It was adulting, yeah. <laughs> Nothing changed. Uh a little nope. more aches, maybe. Things changed. I now have to tell people I'm 28. Instead of yeah, 27. yeah. I mean, I'm 29, so I have to. Oh boy! So you get to tell me all about 28 too. Yeah. So uh, and then you have, you know, next year I get to be 30. I'm cro- which is funny because technically I'm the 30th. I'm spending the 30th year on this planet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. When you're 29, you're spending technically your 30th year. That's right. On this planet. <laughs> He's not wrong. You spend so, a good nine months existing before they call you even zero. <laughs> yeah. So so technically, I'm spending my 30th year on this planet uh, currently. Yeah. Generally, um, you're actually about nine months older than your actual birthday. Um, don't. <laughs> a bunch of people's heads just exploded. We got to be careful. <laughs> Say that too loud. <clears throat> Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we, we, uh, well, no, we have yeah, what we yeah. have after the abortion topic. It, it is what it is with, well, uh, we call it birthday because that's the day that you're birthed. It's not right. existence day. <laughs> we should celebrate existence day. I was about to say, <laughs> if you keep going down that road, we'll have like comp, uh, conception day. <laughs> well, what do you think existence day is? <laughs> what a concept. Day. <laughs> oh, that's you're you're horrible. You're oh, that's brilliant. I'm gonna celebrate it now. <laughs> Conception day. <laughs> I mean, just uh, just take your birthday back nine months. <laughs> that's right. Take it back nine months. You know, you find out your conception day. That's right. That's right. So, but yeah, it was. Oh boy, Pfft, had a good birthday party. My wife, beer. There was cake. My lovely wife Lots just made the day so incredible. So I got up this morning. I got up that morning after sleep. I was about to say, whoa, this morning? I got to sleep in a little bit, which was nice. This morning or that morning? That morning. Uh, This morning was no sleepy in. This morning was sleepy. If you slept in, you would be missy work. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, But I got banana chocolate chip muffins for breakfast, homemade from Scratchola. Were they gluten-free? No, they tasted good. They were really good. Yeah. Every reason to wake up in the morning. I don't know. There are some gluten-free things that I've had. I kid you not. I have had gluten-free pancakes. Juliana's grandparents make gluten-free pancakes that are actually really good. I always yeah. enjoy them. Well, you know those uh, those brownies that Allie makes that yeah. she's made several times? Those, those are, are good. Free. Those are good. Those yeah. are really good. Um, But yeah, and then... I mean, it's always better if it, if it does have your gluten in it because gluten tastes amazing. But yeah, yeah. But then we went to I think it was the drip and in got coffee. Yeah, nice. And got some coffee. Um, have you tried any of the local coffee places around here? Not around There's here. There's two on here, Sweetened here. Creek. I've not been to either one of them. You should try them both. They're actually. I'll really try. Good. We, we should try them. Yeah, for sure. We've got we've got time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then we went to my parents, uh-huh. and I hung out while Juliana consulted with my mom, and she made my birthday cake. 
Okay. Wow. That was some good. It was chocolate chocolate cake. It was chocolate cake, very moist, with chocolate frosting. Very good. I got to lick the bowl. I got to lick the spoon. It was so nice. Um, And I also got balloons, a two and eight and a minion. Yeah, you did. I saw those. I, I like, you know, went into the living room, not thinking about it, turned around. I was like, whoa, what is that? Really? Yes, yes. Okay. So the, oh, uh, the, the, the two got used because it's helium filled like the other two. But my niece was enjoying the eight and the minions so much. I think she was using it as kind of a, uh, I don't know. She was playing. She was playing knockdown with him for sure. Oh, so it was a punching she, bag. She'd go punch him, and he'd fly off, and then she'd hit him. It was kind of funny. A giant punching bag. But uh, yeah. But anyway, she enjoyed it so much. My sister was just like, "Hey, do you mind if she like has one of your balloons or something? Because she like really enjoys it. And you're like freaking twenty eight, and I'm like, I don't mind. I already sucked the helium out of one of them. <laughs> so." But that was a nice little fire uh, uh, around the fire. Uh, we had a fire that was good. We had hamburgers and hot dogs. We had a cookout. We had friends and family over. I got more alcohol than I I mean, my goodness. When you turn, after you turn 21 and nobody knows what to get you, they're like, oh, alcohol. Alcohol. So I got. I mean, I obviously Glenn will never turn anyone Fittick. down. Yes. A bottle of Glenn Fittick. I got a bottle of Ava Gardner bourbon. Nice. I uh, got a bottle of Dragon's Milk Stout, which is nice. really good, and that did not last the night. Did not figure it would. Um, And then I got a bottle of champagne. Okay. I got a bottle of Prosecco. Okay. And then I got a bottle of red wine. Nice. That's a lot. That's that's maybe not enough. I don't know. I need to add some of those to the uh, current bar. It here. was good. And what it was is it was a couple of people were like, you know, the champagne and the wine was like, you know, um, if they didn't come to the wedding, they were like, happy birthday, Stuart and Juliana wedding late alcohol. Like, <laughs> hey. So it was really good. Uh, but yeah, we, we sat around the fire and we um smoked a couple of cigars and uh smoked a pipe and uh um huffed a little helium and luke farmer was hilarious as always that was fantastic i think we're having him over at the house next friday oh yeah yep nice very nice he and Lindsay are going to come over for steaks on the grill oh that's a good evening right there but so yeah, well, anyways. I mean, yeah, Luke is just Luke is he's Luke. A, he's Luke. He's a treasure. He's, he really he is. really is. And Miss Lady Lindsay is a treasure. Also, oh, she's Both of them are just great. They really are. Um, so anyway. and our personalities so connect. That oh, they, yeah. It's like the first time I met them, it was it was honestly Luke and I are horrible in public. I, I'm pretty sure no one wants to take us out anywhere together. It's fun uh, to watch, though. It is very fun to watch. Me and him get way too involved in whatever we're doing. Um, and and so, honestly, uh, I was trying to text you to get like where we were actually having it because I didn't know oh, it was a guy's house. So I texted everyone. No one was answering. Midday, like, well, I say midday. It was 
three, four o'clock. Lou goes, dude, you are coming, right? You're coming tonight. I was like, I don't know. Where is it? He goes, I don't know. I was going to ask you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no idea. He goes, okay, well, I'm just going to drive over to Kirk's house and see if it's there. And then I'll Good. text you. Good and You choice. are going to come, right? And I Good was like, choice. as soon as I get off work, man. And so he's like, he's like, okay, I'll go find out. And then he texts me like an hour later. Yes, yes, it's here. Come here. Nice. <laughs> nice. So nice. it was that, it was funny because I spent time texting everyone trying to get it. Didn't even think about texting the him. The lions are so funny because we're like, party! There's a big party! Come on! And everybody's like, yeah, party! They get the thing, the booze, they get the beer, they bring the snacks, they grab the chips, they grab the wife, and then they get in the car, and then they're like, they didn't tell us where it is. <laughs> Bail! So, yeah, I'm pretty sure you got more than one text from me over that. Yeah. I am fairly yeah, I confident that William got a couple. Yeah. I know Robert got at least one. Yep. And I sent one to your dad. Yeah. And no one, no one responded. The one no person one. I didn't text, Luke Farmer. Responded to you before you responded to him. Right. Responded to you before you texted him. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, yeah. and, yeah. and that was, yeah. I was, I, I, I have no, I have, I'm claiming no part in this because I was told, um, um, you, you, you do nothing, Stuart. This is your birthday. So you kick back and, um, everybody else is inviting everybody else. And I was like, we will see how this goes. <laughs> this is a trial run. <laughs> and it, 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 it went, it, it, it went pan, really, it very well, really, very well. really. And the people that didn't know where it was knew where to start and that's where it was yep, at yep. the beginning. That's the best. You know, Julie Andrews says something about that. Let's start at the very beginning. That's a very good place to start. That is true. Well, you we're going to take a break right there, and we'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. All, right. All right. So, topics pending. Yeah. So, I guess another thing that we can talk about is... We're going to be kind of we're kind of doing a little bit different stuff with the podcast in the coming weeks. Yes. Um, so I think the way we're going to be doing it is you're going to be doing it with me on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So it'll be Stuart and I doing it on Tuesday and Alyssa and I doing it on Thursdays. Yeah. So we'll have we'll probably have two different versions of topics, two different things that we're going to we're going to really um, hit notes on. I feel like Alyssa and I will probably do a lot more marriage related stuff. That'll be really good. Um, yeah. I've already kind of lined out. It, it'll it, essentially we're going to split the podcast for at least the foreseeable future uh -huh. into two different kind of segments. Juliana had a really good idea. Um, she was thinking, um, you know, uh, for I just thought of this on the spot, but like the Thursdays and yeah. stuff. Um, you know, if we ever wanted to have guest speakers or do a tandem podcast, if you and Alyssa and right. Julianne or something, we could do these, those on Thursdays. Right, right. Um, but she was thinking it'd be really good to do a Brig and Alyssa um, <laughs> on marriage, relationships and stuff. And then to do a Stuart and Juliana on marriage and relationships and stuff. That would be really good. Because that way we could both, we both have, you know, intimate knowledge of each other. Right. And we could talk about that stuff really good. Yeah. That would and that'd be, be really a good, great. like, you know, different episodes. Anyway, just thinking out loud, tell us what you think, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'd love your feedback. <clears throat> we will be changing it. I guess uh, Thursday will be uh, Alyssa and I. 
And so we'll be moving forward, but yeah, yeah we definitely want good. feedback. So, um, you know, shoot us a message on, uh, we are on Instagram, but the most convenient spot to shoot us a message by far is on Facebook. Yep. yep. Um, so shoot us a message on Facebook. Let us know what you think. And, uh, the topic of today, honestly, the topic of today, I think is nothing new to anybody. Um, no, as even, especially it's Christians, probably the most dead of dead horses that has been beat. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I feel like it's something everybody talks about. Right? Everybody, everybody talks about, talk it, about it. And I don't know that we ever get to solidarity on answers because mm-hmm. there's so many different viewpoints. There's so many different, um, I hate to say it this way, attitudes. Yeah, attitudes. On it. Um, and, you know, Stuart brought up some that I didn't think of. I thought of probably the more common denominators sure, in the conversation sure. because it's something that, as in my opinion, this is a wholeheartedly my opinion. Stuart may differ a little bit. I think these are the more common questions that are to be overcome in a conversation with evangelical purposes or even a conversation where a Christian wants to see if you know what you're talking about. Right, right. You run into those two, you know. And um, so, yeah. And you run into, and that's what I was thinking, is probably the more common questions that I don't know that we've ever got solidarity solidarity on answers for. So yeah. go ahead and read one of those that you had, and we'll, we'll try to sure. start well, from the well, top. Um, or do you want to read them all? Or? Well, I just wanted to make sure that our audience is clear on what we're about to talk about. That is true. That um, is true, because so I didn't say even, it. Even as a Christian, especially as a Christian, so you, you've come to Christ, you, you hold Jesus as your Savior, mediator, only advocate, uh, he is your God. You trust in him fully. Absolutely fantastic. You're on fire for the Lord. And then when you go to talk to somebody about Jesus, because you're like, you know, all on fire for Jesus, they ask you a question and you're like, oh, that's a good question. And so I'll ask the questions. Are there any questions that you struggle to answer about Christianity? So this doesn't mean that, you know, when you ask this question, that doesn't mean that um, uh, that you're losing your faith or anything like that necessarily. No, 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 no. That just means, like, there's obviously stuff in Christianity that's harder to explain than other things. And, and that's okay. Like, there are clear representations of, like, even... Even, you know, David reaching out going, I don't know what's going on. Right. You know, give me that information. So there are things that the Bible's clear on. It's crystal clear. There's a line. Don't cross it. Yep. And then there's certain things that they're kind of understood. And especially among theologians, we kind of have a grasp on probably what was mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's things. When, it's kind of like, you know, the 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 sticks and graveyard in the lion king that is beyond our eyes you know yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of what i feel like some of these topics are because there's really nothing biblically about it yeah but at the same time they're very big topics yeah. christian wise and as a believer that you, I, I feel like most people are going to have questions that mm-hmm. revolve around these and we have to a be able to get some idea of what's being talked about yes what the expectations are and what the Bible does say about it. Cause you will find there's not a lot on these topics, but sometimes there's like a little bit. And this is where you get that argumentative, you know, kind of question, yes. which there are many. So go ahead and read one and we'll just kind of, we'll kind of start from the top. Sure. Um, so one question that a lot of people have about Christianity is what happens in the end times? 
So Ooh. what's the end of the world? But that that kind of went on with uh, a couple of the ones that I had, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to say Revelation is easy, and it's not. Ah, Revelation um, is really difficult. Um, it concords with most of the other Bible, and so there's parts of Revelation which, by all accounts, is a pretty good explanation of the end times biblically. Yeah. But you have to think of some of the things that happen in Revelation happen before and right after the garden, like Michael casting Satan out of Eden. Yes. Like that happens very early on in Revelation, but in reality, in a timeline, that happened just after sin entered the world. Yeah. You know, Satan and his little band of hooligans got together with Michael and the army of God. They had war and they were cast out of heaven. Like yeah. we know that didn't happen at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, every pretty much every theologian out there thinks that it happened right around or during or after the Garden of Eden debacle. Yeah. So there are some that, by the way, just so we know the other side, there are some that believe that it happened right before the Job experience. Really? Yes. Oh, Martin is one of those. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Martin believes that it happened right before the Job experience. Uh, he doesn't believe that it happened when sin entered the world, which I think is a clear problem. I, mm -hmm. I think it happened when sin entered the world, and, you know, they, they put the angels at the door so no one could get in, right? And then they, they kicked the bad guys out of heaven. I sure. feel like that's... And that's that's the common thing among theologians that they believe that. So I guess Martin thinks that just because at the beginning of Job, when it talks about Satan is walking up and down on the earth, right? He's so just, he's like he's because just it's out. because of the juxtaposition with that and Job, right? Then it must have happened just before. Yeah, pretty much the conversations okay. that I've that's had is it's it's kind of uh, from what I understand, Martin think that thinks that that is a clear representation of he's just been kicked out and now he's looking for someone to. Calls pain. Go too. beat up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Take out his. And I don't. I don't believe. I think. Um, I think on a daily basis, Satan goes around doing that. So it's not. I don't it's think it was nature. anything new. It's in his nature. Yeah. I don't think it was anything new when he was walking around and God was going, <laughs> "Hey, Lucy, what's up, man? Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm good. Yeah. You want somebody to really pick on? Not like that little rat over there. I could. I could give you someone who's like. Oh, this sounds good. Is, is there is there money involved? Are we betting? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know that it happened, and I don't think I don't think that it's clear that we're ever going to. It's know. not clear that we'll ever know. We'll ever nor, know. Nor is it honestly important. It's not, but it is interesting. It's very interesting. And goes back yeah, to what I'm saying: yeah. is Revelation is not easy. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. It is even for theologians. It is one of the most yeah, complicated yeah. books to try to unwind. I don't know how useful this will be, but I looked up Bible verses about end times. It's uh, insider.pureflix.com slash prayers dash faith. Oh, good. They're the guys that did God's Not Dead and all that. Yeah. So I don't know. This is First Thessalonians uh, 4, 13 through 18. Yes. Uh, I'll go ahead and read. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. It's talking about them that are asleep. Yeah, see, that goes to another one I was talking asleep about. Asleep in Christ, dying dead. That ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, them which uh, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that 
we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent him uh, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So that's like, wow. So basically he's saying, you know, don't worry about your brothers and sisters that have died and are in Christ. Do not worry about them. He's saying those who are already, and he doesn't say dead either. He says asleep. And that's an important, it's so cool to, to think about asleep because that's the terminology Jesus uses um, for the kid. Is it the kid or the, is it the son or the daughter of the centurion? Or maybe it's a slave. I forget. I feel like it was a daughter. Um, but anyway, Jesus is called to come save this guy's daughter. And Jesus is like, uh, okay, sure. And she's he, not dead. She, she's only mostly dead. Yeah. And so anyway, he takes his time and I'm pretty sure so she dies. Princess bride. Quote and so he dog. gets there late and she's already dead. And they're like weeping and moaning and like, Jesus, you took your time, man. And Jesus is like, um, um no. I mean, what are y'all complaining about? She's just asleep. And then I think holds her hand and says, arise. And if I got that completely like, Wrong person, wrong time. Forgive me, um, but basically, Jesus says she's only asleep. Now that might just be God talk for like he did, <laughs> but asleep in Christ is different than being actually nice, dead. Um, and so if you know, if I was to keel over tomorrow, Jesus would look at me and probably say he's just asleep. He's not actually dead. He's just asleep. For us living on this earth with the rest, the, you know, that body, they're like, he did. Um, but for to, to an eternal God who can see all things in all dimensions and, and whatnot, past and future, he's like, no, 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 he's just sleeping. He'll be back. Um, but anyway, that's the word that he uses here, asleep. For the, uh, basically, those who are asleep in Christ, those who are already dead on this earth, um will be raised first um let's see remain on the coming of the lord shall not prevent him to sleep for the lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the dead in christ oh he actually does say dead there dead in christ shall rise first then we which are alive and are walking on the earth uh remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds so that's pretty cool so this is matthew 24 40 through 41 then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, and one shall be taken, and the other left. So that's talking about, like, this is the end times. There's two in the field. One is taken, the other is left. So God's just going to be like, whoosh, got one, the other's left. Now, the, the question that I have here is, is he talking about a point in time where somebody dies and he is taken to heaven and the other is just sitting there finishing out their time on earth? They haven't died yet. Or is it talking about a literal end time where those that die, those who are in Christ and are still alive walking the earth, God's just going to go ahead and take them up. 
Right. When the one who's not in Christ <clears throat> doesn't get to come, they have to stay there for a bit longer or something. I'm not really sure, but that that's also really important because I mean, just this concept of one is taken and one is left. Right. What is what does left mean? Whenever what does that mean? yeah, what 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 does that mean? But also whenever whatever it means happens, it's gonna be quick. Right. You know, it's going to be real quick. It's not going to be like, you know, I don't imagine that it's going to be like this long drawn out thing where it's like, you know, I don't know. I can't even imagine. But so I think, I think it'll be like. So like here's something, um, you know, I don't I don't personally believe in the rapture mm-hmm. and I don't um, I, I could be wrong. And there's there there's probably somebody out there that's going, yep, you're wrong. That's fine. Uh, let me know because I am curious. I don't know that C.S. Lewis was uh, a, a believer in the rapture either. Hmm. And here's why. Okay. Chronicles of Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Last battle. That's a good reason. Um, you have. I mean, this, that, that's a good understanding. You of have why this whole scenario into which people get to they go through the door to Aslan's kingdom. You know. Um, heaven if you yes, will yes. and um as soon as his judgment of you pass through the left door or the right door is completed he just shuts down the world yeah and so does that what that means maybe i don't know you know is now, it going to be um, one of those things that you're going to be judged and you're going to be judged in the sense of one goes first and the other doesn't so now, hold on. You, you're talking about rapture here, which is a really big topic. It, because it is, and I think because a lot of people use this verse for that. Explain that further. How do you mean the difference between rapture versus not rapture? So the common belief, and I can only I, <laughs> my pleasure to say I was a previous non-denominational Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of sadly means you just believe bunch of things that don't necessarily go together sadly i mean it, it, it is accurate uh, at least if you're baptist you have a conformity of like the way you believe and methodist and so on and so forth it's like non-denominational guys went off and they went you know what we're not gonna believe in anything any one thing that goes along with everybody else we're just gonna believe in the leftovers uh having been raised that way that is very much the way it is it's kind of it defi- you, there's it no structure there's no there structure. Isn't, there isn't necessarily there's, structures. You but... believe in the Bible. That's the only constant. But there's no structure. There's no church discipline. Yeah. There's none of that. So it's it's whatever goes, goes, because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I was raised this way, I know. Right. Until right, right. until I got well, into what I was gonna say is like Lakey Gap is actually non denominational Presbyterian church. Well, no, that that doesn't work. I know it doesn't actually work, especially not being Presbyterian. But you're not part of well, okay. You're not part of a presbytery, but you're not you're not non-denominational. Your denomination is Presbyterian. It's still Presbyterian. That's true. Yeah. So it's you're not non-denominational. You I do follow a code. I see what you're saying. The non-denominationals, they're not Baptists. They're not Methodists. They're not. You know, it, it's kind of, and it's something I don't yeah, truly yeah. believe is a good way of doing it because there's no, there's no form. Right. Right. It's just because if you go from one non-denominational to the other, they're vastly different. 
and what they believe, what they teach, what they preach. This is definitely a topic for another day. It is, it is. But I just going for that, a lot of Baptists, Methodists, non-denominationals, they do believe in the rapture, which is a, you know, the the good people, the people Mm. that have sinned less than others. Um, And I say that because there's two different versions of this. The people that have sinned less than others or the people that are Christians and non-Christians. Yes, there is a distinguishing in the rapture. Yeah. People believe there is a difference. Yeah. And based on that, that's who gets to go to heaven like Elijah and Jesus. And the rest of us get to, you know, go through what is it? The many years of I think it's thousand seven year reign. Well, it's the thousand and then like the seven of the Antichrist. Uh-huh. Um, and the rest of us just have to suffer because we're we're bad people. And the idea behind that is the people left ideally from what they believe, not Christian. Yeah. Uh, which this is this is a common thought. The non-Christians get to stay and endure all the pain, and then they'll become Christians or they'll go to hell. Oh, okay. It's kind con- yeah. So it's kind of like the non-denominational so the Christians who are purgatory. Actually, so it's like, well, okay. It's See, like so, if- so it's like the Christians. Well, the, the most common view of the rapture. There are two versions. The most common view is Christians, non-Christians. Gotcha. The Christians get taken up to heaven. The ones that are left and haven't, they're not sleeping in Christ. Yeah which is where it's kind of confusing because you have sleeping in Christ and the rapture. Gotcha. So the people who are still alive and walking the earth Mm -hmm. um, that are Christians and God has saved, they get to go to heaven and everyone who's not Christians, we stay here (laughs) and burn and go through the thousand year reign. And, you know, um, we're either, we either become Christians and at the judgment day, we get to say we're good little Christians or, We just burn. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the most common view on the rapture. And I, I don't see that the Bible specifically says that's the way that works. Yeah. I've, and what I think is interesting is people argue it all the time. And they use this verse, which is honestly the most vague verse you can give me in, in an argument because... The word rapture is never used, not even in the Greek. No, no. It comes from the Roman word rape or to rape. Uh So, I mean, the word itself is never used. Mm -hmm. Uh, It never employs that you're going to heaven. It sounds more like a parable than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Something Jesus would say to get you to understand something else. And in my personal opinion, I don't see that there's any reflecting of that in Revelation either. That that's that's a thing. Um, But it is commonly taken up because of this verse and a couple others uh, that go along with the sleeping in Christ. Yeah. And I mean. Like I said, the common view is the rapture. I just don't believe that. I know many people that don't. So it's kind of like. Yeah. um, But it's not a it's not a small margin. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, most denominations, honestly. I don't think there's anything wrong one way or another, but it's just kind of, you know. Well, no, I, I, I do, I do think there's a little bit wrong in the way you can look at life with that being your end goal. Uh, mm. The reason being, if you always think that you're just going to get swept away, you're going to leave, you're going to lead this life that, in my opinion, is very works based. You're going to be always trying to be just as good as you can 
And you're also going to have less care for your fellow man. I think you're going to have less care for the people who, quote unquote, are not. I, I've just seen this played out uh, where you feel um, like someone is lesser. I have seen this and I'm not sure how they come to that conclusion, though. It's no, I, I don't get it either, even uh, based on their ideologies. And like I said, I was in. My dad did not, which is funny because this is one of the reasons that my dad was not, you know, Baptist. There were some things that happened and mm -hmm. he didn't want to be Baptist. And so he left the church at an early age, just not even interested. And we came back into a non-denominational church because, you know, they're nicer people. And the problem is you get different ideologies, like I said, with everyone. You're right. You're right. Um, so the people you meet at one that believe in the rapture, A, they believe the rapture is one thing that the other one doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then they also believe that um, the way the rapture happens, it kind of it kind of shapes the way they interact with people who are not Christians. I will say that. Yeah. It just it kind of shapes the way for good or bad. Sometimes it's for good because you don't want other people to just be left here. Sometimes it can take on that. I'm I'm looking for a word and I cannot find it. Um. My my brain wants to say egotistical, but that's not the word. Um, well, we're going to take a break right here, and I will tell you the word because I'm going to look it up while we're on the break, <laughs> and then I'm going to find it and tell you. Okay, sounds good. All right, so I still did not find the word, and I think it's because I never used the word. I only talk about it when someone else is using the word yeah uh so it's not a normal part of my vocabulary but i'll just have to look it up and uh, i'll i'll write it down next time someone says it because i know the word it's right there but like i was telling Stuart, it's not there because i never use it it's on the tip of his tongue but it really is um stuck anyway there is that ideology that yeah you're a little bit above that and so i think to both extremes, it influences the way that you view the end of the world. Yeah. However, I don't know that anyone is ever going to get to the bottom of that argument because there are some verses. Thessalonians is actually the only book that anyone uses ever to reference one side or the other of the topic, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think based on what side you're on, there's verses really to argue both. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. Now, here's here's kind of the bigger problem. Everyone thinks this is the most important thing in, in faith. Like, honestly, when this conversation comes up, it starts an argument that seems like this is the one thing that we need to be talking about. Yeah. Not convinced that it is. I'm, I'm not either. I've never been... Like, I've been dragged into these arguments like, Brick, what do you think? And I'm like, I think it doesn't matter near as much as you're making it out to be. Like, Because my argument is always, okay, you're having this argument. You're either a Christian or you're not, usually. Mm -hmm. So does it matter to you if that happens or if it doesn't happen? Yeah, it shouldn't matter. Because here's, here's my thing. If you're a Christian, it sh really, it shouldn't affect you as much as you think it does. Um, because I believe that God is going to God is going to bring those people to salvation, and you are just a tool in doing that, right? Yeah. So, if 
God is going to do that and just leave a certain amount of people here that he wants to leave here. Um, you've given them the information. They mm -hmm. have it. What they're going to do with that information is on them. If it prompts them to become a Christian, shouldn't you be happy about that? Right. They're going to be there a little bit longer than you, but they still go to heaven. Aren't you happy? Yeah. I would be. Yeah, I would be too. So to not be would be. That's envious. the biggest part of the argument because usually the other side just wants to tell you how you're wrong. Yeah. I've noticed that. It's just like, well, no, then nothing happens after we die. We just don't exist. Uh, I also don't think that's right, but that's yeah. the other part of that argument. And so I think we focus on that question too much. Yeah. Because A, I balance all these questions on like, A, is it good? Is it going to be a depending factor on your salvation? Yeah. Are you not going to get saved if the rapture exists or doesn't exist? It, it doesn't matter to me. One is way it going to keep other. you out of heaven one way or the other? Yeah. No. No. If, if you're a Christian, it's not going to keep you out of heaven. Yeah. Because Christ um, has already promised that we're going to go to heaven. Right, so, right, so I don't need to worry about it. And he said right there in Thessalonians, you know. Right. And so the issue is not as big as we make it out to be. I hope that it's not a divisive issue among Christians because. I think it can be uh, between what people believe. But yeah. my, my point is, I don't think it should be as, as divisive as it is. Yeah. That's where I'm going with that, because it is an issue. It is a very big issue. And I've seen quite a few of those arguments, even yeah. on Facebook. Prompted Let's just that. read a couple more of these. Uh, Matthew 24, 6. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors and war of wars. Uh, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So that's just like, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars in the end times. And so a lot of people will be like, the end is near whenever the next big war comes. Can you imagine how people thought about in World War I? Like the Christians sitting there like, the end is coming. Yeah. And that's like a big no. God doesn't say what war. He just says wars and rumors of wars. And you notice it's intentionally, it's, it's intentionally plural. vague. Yeah, it's plural yeah. for a reason. There will be wars and rumors of wars. Yeah. And then World War One, <laughs> And then World War Two, mm -hmm. And then Korea, Vietnam. You know, there's like literally 30 wars that the U.S. has technically has, has been in, uh -huh. if not more, in the last century, which is a shame on the U.S. Um, but at the same time, it's true. And so wars and rumors of wars, God was intentionally vague. So... No. Those that are out there like, this is the next big war. This is the one God was talking about. Okay, so don't. Don't even. Yeah. Don't even. Mark 13, 2. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, not the no, not the angels which are, in, which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Wow, that is very interesting. So this is... This is interesting because it talks about two different heads of the Godhead. The Godhead, there are three heads of the Godhead. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one right. God, same in substance, equal in power and glory. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that it says, but not of this day or hour knoweth no man, no, not even the angels which are in heaven, which is fine. God's saying, look, don't worry about when the end times come. It's not your job. So there will be wars. Right. There'll be rumors of wars. It happens all the time. 
but you ain't gonna know. No man knows. Not even my angels know. Well, what's even interesting too is it says neither the Son but the Father, which is showing different aspects of the, the Godhead. Godhead. Yeah. Um, saying that you know Jesus doesn't necessarily know, but the Father knows. Now all three of them are one God, but it's talking about different. Um, I guess if you will, different duties of the Godhead. Uh, it's just like when Jesus is in, you know, Jesus is the and it's son. sad because there's there's no real the good way to describe that situation. No, there is none. It's it's something. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, the know. the closest. I mean, and and like Bill Hill said, there's close ones like water, vapor, ice. Like we understand that concept because it's something we can attach to. But there's no real way to just describe how the Godhead a, works. If you're an electrician or an electrical engineer or mathematician, you could go with superposition, but that doesn't work every time either. Yeah, you know, it's a, some of it, it makes sense, like the, the water vapor ice thing. It only makes sense because as people, we can touch it, we can feel it, we can wrap our minds around what those three objects are. The problem is we're, we're not God, and so that triune godhead is really hard for us to wrap our our ant brains around so anyway we weren't talking about the different heads of the the godhead that is definitely a good topic and we'd love to talk but it's worth noting if you're gonna it is worth noting here um but it's just saying that the day the the end days you know neither the son but the father so god obviously does know when it is um but that's a that's a duty of the father to know which is interesting uh matthew 24 7 for for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. Now, it's not saying that, like, you know, there's guys trying to grab little artifacts off the Titanic or something, and that's where there will be earthquakes and pestilence because they're in divers places. It doesn't have anything to do with diving. This is King James Version talking here. Divers places is in rich places. Made me think of Sanctum, though. Sanctum. Ah, it's a good Didn't movie. Ah, uh, The Abyss. That's another good one. It is. But yeah, it's not talking about places where the divers go diving and getting pearls and stuff like that. When it says divers places, it's talking about, uh, I'm pretty sure it's D-Ways is uh, rich in Latin. Um, whenever it talks about, there was, um, somebody's name was diver or something like that in the Bible. It's talking about a rich man saying there's a rich man. Um, cause that's rich in Latin is divers or something like that. I forget what the exact word is, but anyway, so it says pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. So there's like rich places and stuff like that. Um, for nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes. That could have been World War One and World War Two. True. That uh, could have been several different war- wars. Um, so again, looking for wars, looking for strife, looking for stuff like that, kingdom against kingdom, and famines and pestilence. Don't, because that's not necessarily... It. Now, if there's earthquakes with all of that stuff, ah, well, okay, maybe that's a little fuel for your fire. But at the same time, at the same time, God still says, no man's going to know it. So don't even. 
which that's a common thing here is saying that, you know, okay, as far as end times goes, you know that there will be an end times, but you don't have to be looking for it and you don't have to be predicting it because that's not for you to do. For you is to just live for God, magnify God in your everyday life. You don't need to be worrying about the end times. God will worry about that when the time comes. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this, is cor- so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. That's really cool because it's basically saying, it's talking a little bit more about when you die on earth, you're risen um, alive in Christ, right? And you're taking something that's corruptible, your body, and it's going to be raised to incorruption. You're taking something that's mortal, your body, and it's going to be raised to immortality, eternity with God. Death is swallowed up in victory at the beginning, uh, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound. So when it talks about the trumpet sounding, I honestly wonder if there'll be a physical, literal trumpet sounding at the end day, or if it'll just be, or if that's just like, you know, if that's just poetic talk. I wonder if that's just prose. I don't know, but I would love there to be a trumpet at the end times. So that'd be cool. Um, so there's lots of others. Um, First Timothy, now in the spirit, uh, speaketh expressly that in latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducting spirits and doctrines of devils. Okay, so people will be turned away from the faith. That's happened all throughout history. So again, if you're looking for the end times and you see people turning away from Christ, ah, nothing new. Joel, uh, that's a long passage. More Matthew, there should be great tribulation, the word of time. Ezekiel, for I will take you from among the heathen, gather you out of the countries, or bring you into your own land. So there's going to be people that are not Israelites, praise God. There's going to be other people coming to heaven also. Um, so anyway, lots of end times talks. Uh, for those that uh, wonder what will happen at the end times, um, uh, go ahead and continue to wonder, because we don't know all the details, but God gives us just enough details to get by plenty enough to look forward to it um but again that day we don't know when that's going to happen we really don't nor are we intended to know no so um that gave us a little uh talk about end times also a little bit talk about the rapture uh which is really cool um for those that don't believe in the rapture you believe in something other than the rapture rapture no rapture there you go what are the other options for the rapture than the rapture? The no rapture, which is uh, the sleeping in Christ. I mean, that's kind of the I think more clear version of it. So basically, like the world's going to end, and then people will be raised up. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that. That's that is the simplistic version of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the new heaven, new earth, mm-hmm. uh, the whole, I think obviously there will be people alive when God comes back, but I think judgment day is going to be the point where God raises the people that have been, you know, quote unquote, sleeping in Christ that have mm-hmm. died. Um, and that's gonna, that's going to be that kind of entryway into heaven for, yeah. 
And I don't think it's quite as elaborate as the um, the Rapture version makes it sound. Um, I think a lot of the things that are being talked about, one one remains. I think all that is going to be that's that's all Judgment Day. Yeah, I don't um, I don't see clearly that there's a time period because in order for the Rapture to work, there would have to be that time period of you know, a thousand years and mm-hmm. then you're going to have seven years under the antichrist. Um, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. Just, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And, and honestly, there's not a point in the Bible where it says that's all going to happen. Yeah. Um, um one thing, a thousand that, years, as far as we know, we could be living through that thousand years of tribulation right now. Yeah, one one thing that is always talked about among Christians, especially not new Christians, but especially like Christians that have been Christians for a while and are usually part of some denomination, is there's always talk of pre, um, post, or all-millennialism. And that is a talk about the end times and kind of when... Jesus's second coming is. Mm. And I don't really stand one way or another on it. I think um, if I were to place myself in the category, I would say I'm an amillennialist. But that is also to say that I haven't done like a ton of study on it, the verses and stuff like that, which there's a lot of, a couple of verses to draw from here. Um. But do you, do, you, do you know anything more about? Very rudimentary and basic. Yeah, I would love um, to talk more about it, but I just don't know. I personally as... think we're going through that thousand year period right now, which makes uh-huh. me an all millennial. Sure, um, sure. I don't a lot of a lot of Baptists or and, and the people that do believe in the rapture are pre-mill. Yeah, yes. they're pre-mill. Um, there, there is a select amount of people who are post mill which believe that that thousand year period has already happened and we're waiting we're basically waiting on that seven year period of the antichrist so you know Mm -hmm. be afraid he can show up anytime yeah you know boom and (laughs) if i'm not mistaken premillennialism is um times are going to get uh harder harder and rougher and uh, dismal and more wars we we haven't entered that thousand year before that thousand year reign and then post-millennialism um, a is... A lot of, uh, like, uh, a lot of, let's say, Baptists and even quite a few Presbyterian uh, denominations, or the denomination in general, kind of claims a pre-mill view. Yeah. What's interesting about that is, though both of them are pre-mill, only one of them claims there will be a rapture. So I do yeah. find that as kind of an interesting argument because you have the presbyterians which like if you go down to greenville presbyterian seminary if you pretty much all of the professors there are pre-mill pre-mill yeah um that's just the way you're taught things and, are going to get rough things are going to get bad right that world thousand years hasn't place. started yet. yeah uh but they don't teach the rapture yeah um but you have bob jones university also in south carolina they're yep. a baptist university also very pre-mill teach the rapture yeah so there, there is some some differences even in that argument but i think if if i had to lay my finger on, i think i'm very much all mill yeah. i think it's happening right now yeah i don't think it's um already happened because things aren't stagnant things are getting worse yeah and then post mill 
is the idea that things are going to get better and better and better and better. better. Basically, that thousand year reign that's, has already happened. That's where I was going with that. Post yeah, keep going. Keep going. There's a there's a stagnant period in the post mill ideology. Until yeah, there's a stagnant period, and then you have the seven year reign of the Antichrist, and then things get better. Yeah. So there's there's that weird there's that weird period there where nothing happens, and I think that's where a lot of post mill people think we are right now. Yeah. Um, and this is not really good talk for like if you're trying to bring somebody to Christ. It, it is ask, not. But these and are they ask about this. It's like you know why don't you save that topic for later. Because it's, it's not definitely conducive to whether you're going to heaven at this Yeah, it's life. definitely something to think or talk about, especially as a Christian. But yeah, it's sure. not like it's not going to be, you know, God's not going to be like, ha, right. you're post mill, you're post mill on to heaven with you. Everybody else to hell with you. No, that's yeah, not the way it is. God's not like you're not getting a check pre mill there. Yeah. Ah. So we're going to we're going to take a break right here and we'll be right back. All right, we are okay. back. Um, so as far as you know, finishing up here, uh, we've talked about the end times, we've talked about the rapture. What we didn't really talk about is what heaven will be like. And let me, you know, go ahead and stop here and just say, y'all, there's a lot of other things that difficult to explain. The Bible doesn't talk about much. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was John Calvin. I think it was John Calvin that said, um, where God does not open his holy mouth, I will not open mine. I've mm-hmm. mentioned that before. And so a lot of the things that you talk about end times, a lot of times when God doesn't talk much about it, it's mentioned very little. Oftentimes it means it's not. Obviously it's important because God talked about it, but it's not as important for us to know, and it's definitely not as important for our salvation, right? Um, if God only mentions it in passing, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I think that God just does not talk about. He'll he'll mention it once, just because he knows we're going to ask about it. He'll talk about it a little bit, and he doesn't talk more about it because it wouldn't make sense. It's past our comprehension. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so God does that a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that and, and OK, so let's there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are like, why would God talk about something? Why would God mention something? that he doesn't want us to understand mm-hmm. or that we can't understand or right. that we can't fathom. Right. And my answer to that is just very simple. It's like, come on, y'all. There's a lot of stuff that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot of stuff that we don't understand. We're not meant to understand. God doesn't really care for us to understand it because it's not necessary for our for our salvation. Think about it in the end times. Uh, so uh, what will heaven be like? Okay. One of the things that we're promised is perfect bodies. Okay, so we're promised perfect bodies. And so here we are on earth with non-perfect bodies, concerned about things like um, God won't let me comprehend this or that or the other. 
why did God say that if he didn't want us to understand it? And I'm like, dude, we don't even have our perfect bodies yet. So, you know, uh, why are we so concerned about something that is beyond our comprehension, beyond infinity as far as our mind goes, if, you know, we don't even have perfect bodies yet to think about it? Uh, and, you know, that's something that most people don't disagree on is that we will have um, perfect bodies in heaven. There's no sin in heaven. That's another thing. That's really nice. It's really big. It's really important. We're always um, prone to sin on earth. And uh, when we do not have the full armor of God, then we're even more prone to sin. Uh, but God promises um, with a new heaven and a new earth, we will not sin. There will be no sin that issue will not be a boundary. And so that's really, really nice. Um, and as far as comprehension goes, uh, why would God say something that we, you know, don't understand or can't comprehend? So grab a deck of cards, anybody. Grab a deck of cards. Hold that deck in your hand and uh, shuffle it. So shuffle that deck, and I bet money that that hand that you pull up, you spread those cards out. When you spread those cards out, there's 52 cards. Unless you're joking. That combination, <laughs> that combination has never existed before in creation. Now, cards were invented like a normal deck of playing cards, the 52 with the, uh, the royals and the two, through, uh, the two through 10 and then the royals and the ace. That's been around for a couple hundred years. I love how you said 52, but it is 54 with the jokers. You know that, right? No, it's 52. It's 54 with the jokers. That's, That's why I said 52. Oh. So the jokers don't count? I see nope. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, we're not playing jokers here in this hand, but, um, so it is, I will bet you money that if you shuffle that deck of cards and spread that hand out, that that hand has never seen, has never been seen before in creation. You know how I know that? Because there is 52 factorial combinations in a deck of cards. In 52 factorial, let's say that the earth, I actually just watched a video on this, so you can look it up and watch it if you want. Let's say that the earth is nothing but a giant ball of protons. You know how big a proton is? It's freaking itty bitty bitty. I'm talking like, you know how small an atom is, right? It's pretty itty bitty 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 bitty. I mean, um... Avogadro's number is talking about a mole, which is um, 6.0, I think it's 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd, uh, basically atoms of a element in a mole. Okay, that's a big number. That's a lot of atoms, okay? So atoms are really, really small. And a mole is like one, I think it's like a gram. Or it's one, it's one BTU, base atomic unit of some element. But anyway, um, so an atom is itty bitty bitty. 
And then a proton is even way smaller than that. It's really small. And I don't have an exact number for you, but I could pull one out. You can look it up. It's easy to find any science book. Uh, but let's say the Earth is a mass of nothing but protons. Can you imagine how many protons are in there? Just a couple. Just a couple, yeah. So there is more probability of uh, picking, uh, guessing one of those protons in there, picking one out at random and it being the one that you picked, the one that you guessed. There is more probability of that than there is of getting uh, the same hand, the same lineup of cards, the same combination of 52 cards after one shuffle. There's more probability that you will pick a random, you'll get that one proton in a whole earth of protons, then you'll get another hand like that. It is incredible. Our minds do not understand a number that big. And so the idea that we can have a deck of cards, which we understand, we can have combinations, which we understand. The number of combinations that are possible in a 52-card deck, we don't understand. And I'm not saying that we don't understand. I'm not saying that we can't put a number to it. We can put a number to it. But that's not a number that we can understand. Like, you can't think something that big. We just cannot comprehend it. And so the idea that God would tell us something that we don't understand in the Bible, not wanting us to understand it, it's like, guys, God has given us this whole universe here that we don't understand yet. So, yeah, let's say he says something. Let's say he says something in the Bible that we don't understand. Okay, big deal. He's done it the whole universe over. Um, But anyway, so heaven, what will heaven be like? That's. that's going to be amazing, y'all. Uh, as far as like golds, uh, I mean, uh, um, streets paved with gold. We know it's supposed to be, I think, 144. Uh, uh, what is it? 144 million cubits by 144 million cubits mm-hmm. by 144 million cubits. Kind of a square about, you know, the surface area of um, Texas. And then that same area straight up. Uh, Martin did a sermon on that once. Um, but, uh, anyway, there will be no sin in there. We will have perfect bodies. Some people believe, and when I say some people, I'm talking specifically about the, um, Jehovah's Witnesses. There might be other believe it also. They only believe, the Jehovah's Witnesses believe there will only be 144,000 people in heaven. Huh. Only 144,000. Seems like a lot of work if it's only 144. And the reason is because in Revelation, um, he's talking about the people that are in heaven that are worshiping this and this and this, and he Mm -hmm. says there's 144,000. And so the Jehovah's Witnesses take that as a literal number. Um, Okay. And the sad thing about that is that there are more than 144,000 Jehovah's Witnesses right now. That is sad. So, ouch. Uh, hate to say this, but not all you guys are going to make it. Um, you believe that? Maybe that's what you believe. 
Uh, I, I certainly, be. I certainly believe there will be more than that. Uh, we do not know. God knows the number. It's written in his in his book of life. I mean, we don't even know the day. We don't know the day. We don't know the number. And I mean, you're that's an excellent point. God doesn't tell us the day, and he doesn't. You know, there's 144,000 mentioned here. That could be just the biggest number that at that time they could fathom. That they they could fathom because it was written by a person. Who was it that wrote right. that wrote Revelation? John. Who's John? Mm-hmm. That might be the biggest number that John could imagine. We don't know that. Because you got to think, Revelation was a dream. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Talk about the power of dreams and uh, trying to discuss uncovering that. Yeah. And uh, so it doesn't really do us too wouldn't much. Wouldn't it be fabulous if John kept a dream journal? Yeah. Because if this is like... Well... If this is... Well, no, no, no. Hear me maybe out. Maybe he did. Well, no, hear me out. If that's the most fabulous dream he had because it was recorded... I want to know this man's other dreams. Yeah. Because my most fabulous dream, I don't think has touched his like least fabulous dream. Yeah. So we need to like compare. Um, but that was like random thoughts from brick. One yeah. <laughs> Good. But anyway, so, um, yeah, God certainly doesn't tell us that the, uh, the day. And, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't told us the number either. Right. You know, John mentions 144,000, but um, that might just be the biggest number that he knows of. I think there's going to be a lot more than that in heaven. Um, and maybe I'll get there and the Jehovah's Witnesses will be right. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I don't think so. Um, I think but a little off. All of that to say heaven will be incredible. Uh, it's very, it'll be good, but there's not a lot written about heaven. There really isn't. No. People ask, what will heaven be like? You know, like, what will I do every day? Will I get bored? Will my dog be there? And I'm like, I believe, I personally believe that heaven is going to be um, the place where you can be who you are mm-hmm. and enjoy it to your fullest. And when I say who you are, like, um, I like, you know, I like playing the piano. I like playing the guitar a little bit. Um, I like... Uh, um, you know, those two things are fun enough. I like to play racquetball. I feel like in, in heaven, I might be able to be the best at piano, that I, better at piano that I could ever possibly be here on earth. I could be better than I could ever possibly be uh, at the guitar or at drums or at uh, racquetball. And the cool thing about heaven is that there's no sin. If there's no sin, there's no envy. If there's no envy then I can play a game with somebody else. I can be the best that I could possibly be. They might actually beat me because they're better than the best that I could possibly be. Right. But since there's no envy, it won't matter. It'll be incredible. I'll be the happiest person in the world. And they'll be the happiest person in the world. I, I don't know how that's going to work out. God says there won't be, um, there's not um, husband and wife in heaven or there's no male and female in heaven. And um, I think what he means by that is that we're not going to be sexually uh, desiring in heaven. Um, We won't be worried about sexuality. We're not, those things will not be concerning us. Um, And so your wife will be in heaven if she's a Christian and you're a Christian and you're there with her. But 
you will be the best of friends you could possibly be, but I don't think there'll be any sexuality there in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, there was that one guy, uh, that's one uh, Pharisee that was trying to test Jesus. I was like, Wah! wow, let's say a wife has a husband and he dies. And then she marries another man and he dies. She marries another man and he dies. And this happens seven times. Unfortunate woman. Who will be who will be her husband in heaven? And Jesus is like, you you know, you're silly. You're focusing on the wrong thing. There's no there's no husband and wife in heaven. Okay. Um and so I think what that means is that there's not there's no sexual desires in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're in the presence of God, you're in the presence of Christ, you can worship him to your fullest ability. And it will be absolutely incredible. And for those of you out there that are like, well, I mean, that sounds good, but I mean, will it really be that amazing? Uh, Think of the alternative. Hell is not going to be a nice place. Not so much. Something about weeping and gnashing of teeth, eternal flames. I was just worried about air conditioning. Yeah, well, I don't think there's that in heaven. Or, I mean, I don't think there's that in hell. I don't, I, think that, say, I don't think that's in heaven either. Wow, but, you're changing my choices. I, I don't think that's in heaven that either. Is. I don't think that'll be in hell, and it'll be very useful in hell. Um, um, so I, I, I keep my temperatures pretty low. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, uh, I'm on anyway, whichever side has air conditioning. Y'all, there's a lot of other topics that we could talk about really that is. we don't, you know, it's 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 hard to explain biblically, I think, or the Bible doesn't talk much about it. And I think there's things that, you know, each Christian, um, again, another good reason for accountability partners. But I think these are what I would call broadband questions for all Christians Mm -hmm. because they're ones that generally are focused on. But I think there are kind of exclusive questions that Mm -hmm. maybe we don't talk about that much. Yeah. Uh, that we face individually, and what I would say is, you know, get with, get with your accountability partner. Get yeah. with, get with that one person that you know that can confide in that, and be able to have that conversation, and, and make sure that's somewhat of integrity that'll mm-hmm. that'll tell you what they're thinking. And um, I would also say, if there's any of these specific questions that y'all have that you would like to reach out and have us cover. Uh, let us know. Send us we a message. We know. would, um, I mean, we'll, we will do our very best. We're not theologians, but we will do our very best at giving you our take on that current issue. And uh, I'd say, Stuart, do you want to pray us out? Yeah, were, you, were, were, you, were you about to read No, something? no, 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 I wasn't. I okay, wasn't. I wasn't sure. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, you want to go ahead and pray us out. And uh, we'll call it a day. Uh, let's pray. Great God in heaven, we thank you and praise you um, for your word. We thank you for your truth. I thank you, Lord, that your religion is easy. Oh, God, there's a lot of topics that um, are difficult to explain that you don't talk about much. And I think that the topics that you do not talk about much in Scripture, Lord, is your way of saying, y'all, this is not a make it or break it. Um, It's not based, it's not your salvation. Um, The topics that are based on salvation that are truly, truly, truly important are easy to understand. It really is. And so, Lord, we we thank you and praise you for sending your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to save us from our sins. I thank you so much for that, Lord. 
And I pray, Lord, that you would give us an understanding so that we will know how to answer others um, of some of these harder topics, if, if you will, Lord. Um, but I pray that you would um, give us a better, deeper, truer uh, understanding of the things that are uh, valid, the things that are most important for our salvation, Lord. Um, and so give us strength in these times. Bless this podcast. Bless our listeners, Lord. Thank you so much for our listeners. Um, I know who some of them are. I don't know who all of them are, but I just pray that you would be with them this week, that you would be with them in their struggles, uh, that if they have any um, any hindrance uh, that's, that's stopping them from praising you and worshiping you to the fullest of their ability, that you would remove those blockages, Lord, and that, um, that those that listen to this podcast would get energized and uh, praise you all the more for it. And so I pray that you'd be with us this day. And it is in Christ's name that we come before you and pray. Amen. Amen. All right. And adios. adios.